Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. If your health is not doing well, if your health is falling apart, or when you're sick, who do you go to? A doctor, right? And you probably go to a doctor because they know what they're doing. They know how to help you. They're the expert in that field. If your house is falling apart, you have holes on places that there shouldn't be any holes, you would ask someone to come in and fix it, right? You fix that place so that it will be better. It will be like before. And if your car is falling apart and broken, who would you call? A mechanic, right? Because they know what they're doing. They're the expert in that field. And they're going to help you make that car run again and do what it's intended to do, right? But what do you do when your world is falling apart? Who do you go to? What's the first thing you would do? Because sometimes when we hit our toe so painfully, there's that word that comes out and we just think, oh, it's too painful. And I'm not going to say the second word after that because I know it's not going to be good. So, um, But what do you do when all the human options that you have disappeared on you? And no matter which direction you look, north, east, south, west, <laughs> I have to get it right, You know, there's no solution that you can find. And no matter who you go to and talk to, there's no one that can give you a definitive answer to what you're going through. And it's real. We all go through different circumstances, and that's called a crisis. You know, a crisis is a something that overwhelms you. It's something that you go through that somehow puts you in an uncomfortable state, and sometimes you don't want to be in it, but it's life, and it happens, and no matter what, we got to face it, right? And that's what I'm trying to tell you today, and that's, that's what I'm trying to... Um, deliver this morning is that with that crisis there is a cure and I call it a praise cure it's God's cure crisis can come in a whole lot of different faces or things it can be an economical crisis just like the coronavirus it can be a social crisis a personal crisis, relational crisis. It can be, what else? It can be a career crisis. Crisis happens in different directions of life. But I asked you those questions earlier because it's amazing how different situations brings about different responses from each and every one of us. Even with me, and this message is very personal because I have been through it recently. And it's a great reminder of that praise cure, God's cure. And it's a cure that never fails in any circumstances or situation. And you know what's great about it? Is that it's pleasant and effective. And what's also unusual about this cure is that you can learn how to implement it. And while you're doing that, this cure will always work for you. 
And there's no charge for it. It's free. Who likes free stuff? Yeah, I like it. I had free food yesterday. It was the best thing. Now, <laughs> the reason why this cure is so effective and is guaranteed is that it brings result that is based on God's word. But, you know, the only reason why this cure is actually effective is that because it was purchased and put into effect by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary when he paid for our redemption on the cross. The best thing is that it's done. It's available. It is finished. It's for you. And you know... If you read the Bible all the way to the end, and if you're still not sure if you're able to make it through, look at the end of the Bible. We win. That's the best part about it. Ah, I told you I'm really excited about this message. But let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the scriptures this morning. If you have your Bible, if you're writing notes, it's a good time to do that because I've got some things that I would love to share that will help us get through. So in the Old Testament, God actually began teaching us the praise cure and its benefits. You know, I love praising God. It's something that just brings me through a lot of things. And I've been through a lot of things and I can tell you and testify to you, praising God works. Now, I love Second Chronicles chapter 20. So if you have time, I'm not going to read the whole chapter because it's quite long. It's kind of like a movie. I'm going to tell you now, you look at the Bible, read Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's literally like a better than Marvel movie or a DC movie. You read that and it will just take you to such a wonderful picture of this praise cure that I'm talking about. So from the first Verses, first few verses, during the reign of um, Jehoshaphat, which is the king of Judah at the time, the Israel's enemies rose up to destroy their nation. They have these enemies. And so these enemies are the kings of Moab and um, Ammon. And they both, those kingdoms kind of ganged up together. And what happened is that they marshaled their forces to, together to come again um, against Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel. Okay? And when the Moabites and the Ammonites came against the Israelites to try, and actually their goal is to annihilate them, to remove all the Israelites in battle, slaughter them. That was the goal. The king the Israelites and King Jehoshaphat, when those things happen to you, when you know someone's about to get you and kill you, your reaction as a human being is to be greatly afraid, correct? And that's how they felt. So I love that King Jehoshaphat's respond, response to this crisis that they're going through is not to straight away escape, is not to fight back. And he said what he actually did is that he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah because the Israelites, they knew they were no match to this enemy. Two kingdom versus one. They just had no chance of winning it. So his first solution is that Let's all come together and pray. Now, if you're in military, that's not actually the strategy that you're doing. If you're 
about to get into battle, you don't just go and say, um, guys, you know, don't worry about the weapons because we're going to pray. Just think about that. It's not natural. But the whole nation of Israel actually began to pray and seek God for deliverance. In verse 4, I love this. In verse 4, so Judah, it says, gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then when the Israelites, all of them gathered together to seek the Lord, God began speaking to them through Jehaziel, which is Zechariah's son. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 to 17, it says, the Lord is giving the Israelites his instructions. He actually gave them his instructions, his strategy. Are you with me? He gave them specific instructions to defeat the enemy. Now let's relate that to our real life. We all have different forms of crisis. We all have different forms of enemies. There can be the situations that is overwhelming you today. Whatever it is, it is uncomfortable, correct? Nobody wants to be in an uncomfortable state. So... Verses 14 to 19, write it down and read it. But we're going to read verse 15 together. It says, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid nor dismayed because this great multitude, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. Let's say that together. For the battle is not yours, but... Oh, let's say that with gusto this time. Let's try it again. For the battle is not yours, but... Ah. So the first strategy God is telling you to do, telling us to do, is release. Everybody say release. 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 That's right. It's a verb. It's an action. It's something that you got to do. It means to let go. Everybody say, let go. Let go. You know, that's something that's very, very hard to do. I'm a control freak. (laughs) I'm just telling you now. I'm actually, it's very hard for me to let go of things that are not my norm. Things that, are, that don't go according to my plan. Anyone here is also a planner? Like you, you got to make a list of things so that you can function. I'm one of those people. But to let go means to set free. To relieve someone or free them of obligation. Amen? The best thing about this strategy is that you don't have to go through it. Give it to God. The battle is the Lord's, not yours. So it's time for you to release. Now, the first thing that says release and let go, that's very hard to do. Because when you're in the middle of a fight with someone, it's so hard to just go, okay, release. You can't really, it's not natural. It 
It's not. It's very hard to do. But guess what God is instructing us to do? The Israelites back in the day, the first thing he said, let go. It's not yours. It's mine. That fight, it's not yours. It's mine. Give it to me. Let it go. Amen? Who? So you know when you're in the middle of a crisis or a circumstance, you begin, the problem with that, if you don't release and you hold on to it, the problem is that you begin to overthink things. You begin to get things go in your head over and over again. And then you begin to do things that are not supposed to be done out of emotion. Correct? And a lot of times the result of that is not good. Sometimes I have people would tell me, I would call them on the phone and I would be crying on the phone and they say to me, Anna, rest, sleep, let it go, sleep it off. And that's very hard to do because you're still thinking, you can't let go, you want to have a solution straight away. And that's just the human in us. But I want to encourage you today to set yourself free, give it to God. You know, Psalm um, Chapter 24, verse 8 says that the Lord is mighty in battle. If you believe that he is mighty in battle, then you are willing and able to let go. Everybody say release. Release. That's right. Amen. In the second Chronicles, back on our um, scripture today, verse 17, he told them that they would not need to fight in the battle because the battle belonged to God. If only Christians today would learn the same lesson (laughs) that was told in the Bible. If only Anna today would learn the same lesson. He didn't tell them to call for their mightiest soldiers. And to gather their most powerful weapons, God did not instruct them to do that. No, he told them something that made absolutely no sense in the natural. Then in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 16, God even told the Israelites exactly where they would find their enemies. Isn't that crazy? Like God just exactly knew without the enemy thinking. That's the thing about God. He already knows before we know. He already knows what you're going through before you speak it. You know, um, the, um, President Barack Obama, he used to say and, and he used to tell in an interview that every single day that he opens his email, he would probably get thousands of death threats each day. Thousands of death threats. But before he sees that email, someone else will have to make it pass through him. Isn't that amazing that someone has to check before you see it? And I was amazed by that. And I said, wow, the president, his email has to get checked before he even sees those death threats. But he knows they exist. But then again, he doesn't have to see it. Someone else has to see it. And that's what God is doing. He knows where it's coming from. He knows what's going to happen. And he is the praise cure. He has the cure. Amen. So he said, behold, they come from the cliff of Ziz, which is a specific place where it's coming from. It's actually in a cliff. 
and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. So how specific is that? And the next few instructions are just my favorite. Okay, the first strategy is release. There's one person listening. That's great. (laughs) The first strategy is good. That's awesome. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, In everything, give thanks. Now, last week, I love what Pastor G preached. He said, chill out. Now, release requires chilling out. Release requires for us to stand still. And that's what he said in verse 17. He said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. In other words, the Lord was instructing the Israelites to simply take their position. Stand still. That's all you need to do. No need to panic. Just stand still. Release it. Battle is mine, not yours. All you have to do is to take your position of praise. That's the instruction that God gave. As I said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, Give thanks to the Lord in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God's will for us is to thank him for everything. Now, we don't do that every day. We don't get to remember that. But problems and trials, difficulties, they were included in this. Thanking God in a difficult situation, it means that we begin, when we do that, we begin to shift our focus from our circumstance and we begin to shift it on praising God. And that's the second strategy that God gives us is to sing. Yeah, we're about to be killed. So God says, yep, sing. Mm, Good strategy. But that's the strategy that God gave them. The second strategy is to sing. Now, if we continue the scripture in verses 20 to 21, evidently, in the nighttime, the Lord communicated the rest of the battle plan to King Jehoshaphat. So this is now what's happening. From being warned where they're coming from, the second part is now, what's the next step? So overnight, God told them that. And then King Jehoshaphat, it's very hard to pronounce his name, arose the next day and he related to plan to the people. Now, they were to go out and meet the enemy with the praise of God in their mouths. That's what he had to tell his team, his generals, all the people, the colonels, all the people in the army, everyone who is in this team who's about to face a really big enemy. Imagine being a king and says, um, tomorrow we are going to stand still. We're going to face them and we're going to sing praises. Now, I'm pretty sure King Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat have been in many battles before. He wouldn't be king if he was not. But as the king of Judah, he was well acquainted with the military strategy, right? For a military commander of his rank and his caliber to rally a choir and put them at the head of his mighty fighting men, he must really have heard of God. 
You must really, really have heard of God because that thing is crazy. When you're about to face something so big in your life and your response is to sing, that's not cool. But guess what? It works. It works. Amen? The thing is, God never made a promise that is too good to be true. After all, whoever heard of a marching out band to battle against an enemy um, host with singers <laughs> and leading the way with praising God? What military general lead his fighty, um, fighting men or his mighty fighting men with a choir? But what, that's exactly what God instructed Jehoshaphat to do. The Israelites were to take a position of praise, to stand still. In Hebrew chapter 13, verse 15, it says that let us offer through Jesus a continuous sacrifice of praise. Everybody say sacrifice. It's like you just woke up. <laughs> Let's try that again. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. There you go. Got to use my teacher voice. <laughs> See, the truth about sacrifice is that it hurts. It's costly. A sacrifice takes effort. When God says offer a sacrifice of praise it means that sometimes you will not feel like praising God however you know the why of that praise then you are able to praise God regardless of how you feel regardless of what's going on around you you still stand still release and you begin to stand in your position of praise and say God the battle is yours it's not mine God this one is yours I don't have to fight it because this one is yours See, when we begin to praise God, things begin to change. Your perspective begins to change. You might have heard it so many times before, but I really challenge you this morning to try it. I really do. You know, I notice sometimes when we praise and we sing praises every Sunday, some people just have that kind of a different praise when you hear them and see them praise God like crazy. Because those people, hands up, if you are that person, don't be ashamed. Because you know you've been through it. You know what battles you've faced. And you've seen how God moved in every single one of those. You know... I'll tell you something that um, happens when you sing. When I was in high school, I actually joined the cadets. So we have this army kind of program. And I don't know if my team, the media team has some photos on it. Did I give you a photo? <laughs> so I'll, when I was in, mil oh God, that was BC before Christ. So the glow up is real. Just tell it. <laughs> so when I was in the army, this was um, the people that I worked with, and we were really young. We had small bodies, and every single weekend we would go to different places, 
and we would go for um, a march. So we practiced how to march. And sometimes we actually march and jog for about 20 kilometers nonstop. 20. I know it doesn't look like it now, but <laughs> I did it. <laughs> it may not look like it right now, but I actually was able to do that. You know, young people, while you're young, do it. <laughs> because it's amazing what your bodies can do now. Who are the younger people say amen? Amen. I'm talking about the older people. See, I'm younger people. Um, so back in the day, in the cadet days, Anna BC, we had um, a program where we would always come and use military kind of discipline in our program. So we learned how to march like a soldier. We learned how to walk like a soldier. I even had to, you know, do some... Um, different ways how to draw a sword and how to honor someone who's very important, all those things. So a lot of the military stuff have been put in us and we were disciplined that way. So when we do our runs, when we do our jog, we absolutely did not like it. We hated it when our commander would say, um, tomorrow morning we got to get up at 5 in the morning and we will begin running all the way to sunshine. Not even funny. We would always, always dread to do it. But we still get up and do it. And while we're doing so, when we're jogging, have you heard a military jog and they sing? And they chant? Do you guys ever know why they do that? It's not just for fun. I'll tell you why. Because when you sing... When you began to begin to march, because when you're singing and marching, your focus on the pain of your run gets shifted out of the run and you just begin to sing and it distracts you. It really distracts you. And a lot of times when we're running, we would carry heavy packs on our back and sometimes we actually go to mountains, to rural areas to bring some clothes and stuff for charity and we would go to remote areas and those packs are really heavy but we begin to sing we begin to to just run and sing and sing and sing and no matter how tired you are and you just began to focus on the rhythm and your steps became lighter and lighter and lighter as you begin to pick up the cadence of the beat you actually begin to just focus on the praise rather than the pain you begin to focus on the goodness rather than the pain you begin to focus on the praise of God rather than the battle and that's what happens when you begin to sing just sing and before you knew it you've marched 20 kilometers my mom can tell you if only she was here she'll tell you she used to tell me off really bad and a lot of times when we run I actually have bruises on my leg because I would fall off and she'll knowing my parents like your skin is very precious to them and I used to really really come home all dirty and yuck with oh, that was really bad um, but I'm so grateful I went through it I'm really grateful and you know what? I imagine that the closer the Israelites got to the enemy camp, 
the more joyful they became when they were so caught up in praising and worshiping God. That's what I see. And in verse 22, when they began to sing to praise, the Lord set ambushes, ambush and ambush against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. And guess what happened? They were defeated. They just began to take the position of praise and they began to stand still and they followed the, uh, the instruction of God to just praise him and what happened to their enemy is that they were defeated meaning they won the battle because they gave it to God they released it and it became something that they stood for and they got distracted from you know praising God from all the things that are happening around them can you imagine and if you don't know how to sing i know sometimes you know you didn't grow up in church you don't know how to sing praises because you didn't know any hymns that's okay just get your alicia keys on change a couple of words here and there you say you know what's this song some people want it all but i don't want nothing at all let's change it if it ain't you jesus see it works if I ain't got you, Jesus. See? You just begin to sing. And if you didn't grow up in church and you were old school, you can just sing again. You say, the moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup. You sing the next part. I say, a little prayerful. There you go. You can sing. <laughs> if you like hip hop, no, I'm not going to rap. <sighs> I'm going to stop there. <laughs> we all need Jesus. <laughs> um, but sing. Everybody say sing. sing. That's it. We've seen it a couple times in the Bible. The wall of Jericho. What did they do? They sang. King David said, I will bless the Lord and worship. The thing about worship is it's personal. It's up to you how you get to give it to God. No one else can do it for you. You have to sing. Sing it out. Sing how you feel. You don't feel good, just look at King David's life. If he didn't feel good, he sang it out to God. If he wasn't feeling okay, if he's angry with God, he sang it to God. The thing is, it's very personal. Amen? In the New Testament, Paul and Silas in prison. Acts 16, verse 23, what did they do? They sang and they were set free. Wow. And I'm nearly done. <laughs> you guys are so relieved, aren't you? The third strategy. This is very hard. The hardest thing to do. Everybody say rest. rest. Say it louder. Rest, rest. And rejoice. rejoice. Ha. This is my version of R&R. Praise cure can only work in the uncomfortable situations. In first, um, back in our scripture, in the New Testament, Romans 12, 12, it says rejoice in our confident hope. Who is our confident hope? 
confident hope? Jesus. Who is our confident hope? Jesus. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to rejoice. That means I have to be reminded I'm going to get my joy again. It's going to be a rejoicing. Recount your victories. Rest. Tell God, yes, you've seen, I've seen you do it before. Do it again and then rest. The thing is about me is that a lot of people have to tell me to rest. I'm really terrible at it. But when you begin to give God praise, to set your confidence and rejoice in that hope that Jesus brings, I know what it looks like. I'm going to rejoice in what God has said. I'm going to renew my faith in what God has told me. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I know I don't see it right now, and I know you're go you've released it to me, but I got to remind myself of the goodness of God, thanking him all the time, using his word, praising him, in every circumstance and this is the part that messes us up the rest of that scripture Romans 12 12 it says be patient I have to emphasize that word be patient in trouble and keep on praying so when I don't feel it and I'm comfortable but God says be still be patient i'm going to help you through this i'm the prince of peace i will help you walk this thing out so keep on praying come on say it keep on david i might need you say it again keep on praying get in the beat and say keep on praying say it again when life is crazy keep on had an unexpected baby keep on praying your wife is gone keep on praying my hormones on keep on praying i lost the fight keep it gets too hard keep on praying i'm on the edge i trust in what you said Ha, ah, we'll stop. <laughs> but you see, you just started to sing. And look what happened. You started smiling. You started giving God praise. And that's the word today. Give God the glory. Someone has to resolve that I have to keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on trusting hallelujah ha huh. it's going to be a change of cycle a change in the cycle i'm going to rejoice in jesus i'm going to be patient and wait in trouble i'm just repeating strict scriptures right now i'm going to keep on praying when pressure is on keep on praying even when i'm hurt keep on praying i don't want to flirt keep on praying my mind is gone keep on praying you see what happens 
I want to remind you that God is with you wherever you find yourself today. I know that many of us are feeling frightened, confused, overwhelmed, discouraged, weary, heartbroken, angry, or disappointed. It's real. Your issues are real. You don't have to deny it, dismiss it, or diminish it, or be ashamed of it. God sees, God knows, God cares. He is with you. You know, he has gone before you. Don't forget to remember, remember the goodness of God. Rest and rejoice in that goodness, the kindness of God or the protection of God. You are not going through it alone. He has seen it before. He has seen it again and he will do it again. We sing it every Sunday and we sang it today in the pressing You are making new wine. You know, sometimes we see things on the screen and we don't think about why we're singing it. But as hard as it may be right now, Jesus will carry you through this. It won't take you out. It's not over. You're not finished. You'll look back at this again and you'll realize he never left you. And I'll end with this. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame will not consume you. Hallelujah. Keep on praying. So when you get home today, say that. You know, and then you start rapping, you start going with the beat. But I have some takeaway questions for you guys this morning. And if you're writing it down, these are some things that I want us to really consider and think about to encourage us during the week or whatever you're going through. Are you ready? The first one What will my praise look like this week? What will my praise look like this week? Which areas of my life do I need to release to God? What will my praise look like when I don't have anything in my bank account? What will my praise look like when all the friends I have cannot even be with me when I'm going through it? Which areas of my life do I need to release to God? The second one. Here's something for us to think about. What are some battles I'm facing? How could I attack these battles with my praise? Isn't that a good thing to think about? When you face something, oh, release, sing, rest and rejoice. Release, sing, rest and rejoice. Isn't that awesome? We have the praise cure this morning. Are you sure? If you have the praise cure, say amen and give him glory. Come on, give him praise. We just talked about praise. You're awesome, God. And I do hope we apply the praise cure. I'm applying the praise cure. 
things need to begin to change. I was on my Instagram and I saw this saying from David Ramsey. He's a Christian financier. He's really good with finance. And he said, you know, people begin to change things when they say, I've had enough. If you've had enough, if you don't feel like praising God, that's the best time to praise God. Amen. Amen. Just remember, keep on praying. Ah. I love, I love, 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 love our message today. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.